Hello, my name is Sarah Ann Wilkinson. And I'm Sarah Kelly Reed. We're the co-founders of The Art of Self-Worth. And you've joined us for our podcast where we explore our day-to-day journey with worthiness. So this is a really exciting episode because we're together. So we're going to be talking about compassionate self-awareness today. I feel like I breathe better just with hearing that, right? Compassionate self-awareness. I feel like so often when we think of self-awareness, there's this heaviness that comes with it. Almost like self-awareness means bad. Self-awareness means pain. Self-awareness means, oh, I'm going to have to look at that. But what if we added compassion? That word, the word compassion, it just, anytime I say it, it releases my shoulders. Like my heart just feels a little softer. And the breath that I take next is a little deeper. So true. So as you're listening to this, if you're in a safe place to do so, we'd actually like you to bring both of your hands to your heart. If you feel safe, close those eyes and let the word compassion just fall over you. As you hear compassion, what does that feel like in your body? What happens for you? Just noticing it in that awareness piece, the second part, compassionate awareness. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes and dropping your hands. When I think about compassion and a lot of times thinking about people we love, right? Like we can have such deep compassion for those we love who are suffering, particularly when we see someone having a hard time, that compassion can come out. And yet when we're having a difficult time or the self-awareness is like, like it's the opposite. There's often this like picking up a stick to beat us more, like to hurt more when we're already in this like vulnerable state of awareness. I love what you said at the start, which is the fact that awareness does sometimes have a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. And that is part of human nature. We have a negative bias so easy for us to focus on the bad things that we're aware of. Like think about the last time that you rejoiced because part of your body felt good. Mm. Right. Now, if you recovered from an injury or a sickness, that's probably the last time that you rejoiced because that marktation from how bad you felt went away. So you could realize how good you felt. 
that's what so many people need to feel that positive. And for me, the compassionate self-awareness is just remembering to balance those negativities in our mind with the positives. So of course we need to still be aware of the more negative things with compassion. But for me, part of compassionate self-awareness is also rejoicing and acknowledging the positive things that we're doing, the way our body feels, the things that we're doing and moving in the world. I love that. So I was thinking about the first thing when we get out of bed, right? And you're like, oh, I'm a little tight or I'm a little sore. Oh, I'm so sleepy. And what if just as a challenge to yourself, you added what feels really good today? Or what am I looking forward to? So as the creaks and like (laughs) everything's coming out, I'm like, oh, and those birds are singing. That's beautiful. Like, oh, my heart feels full. Or wow, my legs feel really good today. Yeah. I have uh, an old boss, um, Carla from the Omega Institute, who does this exercise every day with her family. I think she got it from the Obamas. They do orchids and onions. Oh. So every night at the, um, usually it's around dinner, but if they're not doing dinner, it's just before bed. They go around as a family and they say an onion, something that made them feel not so good today. And then an orchid, something that was just beautiful that they can remember from the day. I've only ever heard that as roses and thorns. Me too. I really like the orchids and onions. And you know what? You could do that with anything. Yeah. You could be like, no, nachos and anchovies. Okay, that's so weird. (laughs) Our next episode is on food and nourishment. So my mind already may be somewhere. Although my mind may always be there. Especially right now, because we are recording this at Emaloa, which has the best food in the world. The best food in the world. Yeah. So we talk about the compassionate self-awareness. You've already heard us bring up the body. And so this episode is just full of exercises because we're breathing and things. I want to also share one of my favorite exercises that happens... And I have personally found that the compassion that I can serve myself in a moment serves me so much better than the anxiety my body is showing me. So my example is when I get anxious or nervous, or and that's the same word, but when something's going on and I can't quite name it, or sometimes I can, my inner joint of my elbow gets really loud. It gets very painful. Um, since I was a kid, my entire life, I can remember this as a spot that assumed like I would know something's wrong. It took many years for me to realize that that's my body's alert system. Right. So when I knew that I started talking to it. So I started just sharing and you'll hear this in somatic healing practices, a lot of talking to your body. Right. And so what I do is I say, thank you joint or elbow, like you are showing me that I'm nervous today. I'm an adult and I actually know what's happening. I'm aware of this anxiety right now. And I'm so grateful that you've alerted me all these years, but now I've got it. So you can rest. You can just do your joint duty, whatever you do. Cause I think you do a lot on a daily basis and just give it love. 
you know, and that's where that compassion comes in, that self-awareness of like, oh, rather than saying, oh my God, what am I nervous about? What's going on? Oh, okay. Oh, my joints are bad. Am I going to be sick tomorrow? What's going on? It's just this like, stop. Like, hey, alert system. You're doing your job. That's really cool. I love you. I'm going to take it over from here. I love that. Yeah. The body is such a strong messenger. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's one of the reasons why I do the joint freeing sequence every day, right? Because it's a check-in with my body from the toes all the way up to the top of the head. And it doesn't happen every day, but there's definitely things that arise in that in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Taking it a little bit differently. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, I think when you look at compassionate self-awareness, we don't always go to the body first. Mm. A lot of times we look at choices that our past selves made mm-hmm. and we can really judge them. Yeah, we can. I do. I can. I can. <laughs> I, I do. do. <laughs> but we can use the we here as yeah. least. The Sarah's do. Oh my God. That judgment of past self is one that haunts me. Yeah. So compassionate self-awareness, when we look at the past is... How can you give past Sarah a little hug, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody has gone through life without making mistakes and bad choices. No. If so, leave a comment. Tell us (laughs) your ways. We will have you on the podcast, actually, because that would be fascinating. Fascinating. So just give, like, just know that your past self had certain tools that made the decisions that were made, but now you have new tools, you have new knowledge and that situation gave you that knowledge. For many of us, the only way that we know something's the wrong choice, especially if we're not connected to our body is by trying, is by making a choice and seeing what happens. And I think the compassion comes from remembering that you can always change your choice. You can't change what you did, but you can make a different choice now with the tools and knowledge you have. And you can have compassion for that. That was the right choice at that time, right? Like that was you doing the best you could do. And as humans, we make mistakes. Like that's our journey. We're here to make mistakes and feel what that's like, in my opinion, And so part of that mistake making and that compassionate self-awareness to bring it full circle is trusting the whole process. Like you said, we learn from mistakes. So it's trusting that that decision or that thing that was right for you in that moment at that time, moving forward, you've grown, you've learned, you've changed. And if that mistake harmed anyone else, we also get to make the amends, right? Part Mm -hmm. of compassionate self-awareness is, wow, I'm really, I'm really sorry I hurt you. Or like, I'm really sorry that choice affected you in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, we've been, of course, talking about the self aspect of self-awareness, but the fact is we live in community. Our choices impact ripples of people. And I love the fact that compassionate self-awareness does include your community. 
it's never too late to look at the past and to acknowledge just kind of the impact that your choices had negative and positive. Again, remembering not just to focus on the negative, right? If you find yourself getting into that story, pause every decision, even if it's a nightmare of a decision, you chose it for a reason. There had to be some benefit, (laughs) even if it's one that now you wouldn't term a benefit. Well, and I think part of having the self-awareness, just like self-love, just like self-worth, just like all of this work we do on ourselves is to serve community in a larger sense, right? Is to connect more because when we're not having self-awareness of both the good and the bad, then we're missing, we're missing this whole beautiful world around us. And so what, why we start with compassionate self-awareness is because when we connect with self, then we connect with the world. I love that. And it's not that you can't connect to the world without connecting to yourself, but it's just so much deeper can do it on a different, in a different way, because you know where you're coming from. You know, your strengths and you know what it is that you want to focus on to shift. Yeah. The shifting is huge, right? Because I think so much when we talk about self-love or self awareness, it's easy for the mind to go to, how is that selfish? Yeah. Right. Whereas like really thinking about that, having this process is actually kind of loving on the ego and like being gentle with it, treating the ego, like a child, almost like, Hey buddy, (laughs) like, yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Whereas when we don't have this awareness and we don't have this love and we don't have this worth, the ego can take over. And that's when selfishness comes in. And there's a huge difference, a huge shift where that connection to community is more harmful often. Um, you know, we can just look around right now. Like, so when we coming back to that continued path of when we're talking about all this stuff on self, it's that love of, of all of these pieces to be like, okay, how do we serve? And that means serve ourselves, serve our community, serve the world. Yeah. Part of self-awareness is knowing what your gifts are, knowing what your strengths are, and then knowing that you have the power to share those gifts, to share those loves with others and make the world a better place. I know it seems like idealistic and it is more complicated than that in our world. But if you have the compassionate self-awareness to identify your gifts, to develop them, you have the potential to shift the world. Goosebumps. (laughs) Goosebumps. And so I think we'll leave you with a homework assignment. Ooh. Yeah. Right? That's fun. Let's do it. Let's do it, right? Yeah. (laughs) It could be we're in retreat mode. Mm -hmm. We're in, like, deep work mode. (laughs) It's easy homework. I mean, (laughs) I'm just going to always, yeah, we'll just leave all that laughter in Um, your homework is to have a little compassion and self-awareness. So actually this exercise people find really difficult, which is why I laughed. Yeah. I can imagine. We would love if you find a name internally, you don't have to say this out loud, 
one thing you love about yourself, one thing you're good at, and one thing you bring to the world. I love that. And folks, if you can't think of anything, start small. Start so, so small. Something you're good at could be that you take care of your beloved cat every day. You know, like start small and then allow that feeling to build and grow and maybe start with one, but keep adding. If you're feeling super duper brave, you could bring this to a friend or a loved one and share and ask them theirs. Mm. And if you're not quite there yet, you just tuck it away with a little love. I want to build on that, but you just, your homework's not done. Well, only if you're, it's a troubleshooting option. If you're having a hard time doing it and if starting small isn't working either, or you feel ridiculous talking about how you take care of your cat as your self compassionate self-awareness, take this homework to a friend, to a loved one and ask them to do it for you. Yes. And then you can do it for them. Yes. And that is how community can lift us up together and open that door to your journey to starting to find it yourself. Yeah. Our communities hold us. Our loved ones hold us. I love that. Until next time, our listeners, we wish you well and a reminder that you are worthy.